Welcome into the first edition of the Scrimmage Play podcast brought to you by CNG Paving of this 2021 high school football season here in Central Virginia. We're switching up the format a little bit this year. I am Damon Dillman, new to the podcast this year. It's a real honor for me to be here. I am joined by Bart Isley of Scrimmage Play, the godfather of Central Virginia sports. And also you can see we have a very esteemed guest tonight, part of that format change this year. We're going to be joined each week by some local student athletes to talk about how things are going. And our first guest this year is Orange County's Paul Poirier. Paul, how's it going, man? It's going good. How are you doing? I am doing just fine. We really appreciate you joining us. Uh, I know we were just talking about this before we started recording, but uh, Bart has all kinds of good questions for you. So I thought I would get a quick one in first before Bart starts hitting you with the hard-hitting questions. And my question for you is, when I look at your stats from last week and the win last week, when I look at this, the number that jumps out to me is that completion percentage, 17 of 18. Do you remember the one in completion? Yeah, it was – I remember – I don't know what the play was, but I remember <laughs> I, it was a quick out to Sheldon Robinson, and uh, I, I, I threw it a little bit too far outside. It was, like, right off his fingertips. I, I think that was the only one. So, I did yeah. have one. It was a backwards pass, though. So well, that one doesn't count as any. Yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, though, when I when I see a number like that, that to me doesn't just reflect on the quarterback, but that looks like an entire offense, an entire unit that's kind of on the same page and put in the work over the summer and just came out and hit the ground running. How much just over the summer preseason scrimmages, how much work did you guys put in to get in sync like that? Well, seeing as we only had one returning starting receiver everyone else was so young like out of all of our receivers only one of them's a senior uh maybe one of them's a junior but all the rest are sophomores and freshmen and over the summer it did not look great i would say uh to begin but (laughs) going like with the with the um summer conditioning and we even had a a little spring practice putting plays uh it definitely helped them to prepare the scrimmages as well to help them get the game speed and I was I wasn't necessarily surprised but I, I'm, I'm very happy with how, how they performed and they made me look good <laughs> so there I, you go it, it, I love it yeah I, I gotta be honest when I saw that on Friday night I said that has to be an error like I don't even <laughs> know if we need to put that in 17 18 is nuts man I mean that is just nice. crazy off the charts good you know, like you said, you mentioned Sheldon, you know, as you talked about the overthrow, but let's start with the freshman, man, a really impressive, explosive effort for him in his first varsity game. Yeah, he's, he's crazy. He, <laughs> Coach Laura, um, he kind of, he talks to me about how I'm that guy right now for the, our program. And I've talked to him and I, he, we both know that Sheldon's going to be that guy for our program moving forward. He He's crazy ass he he can play defense as well as he does uh plays corner safety and just have him there it's it's another guy i can trust and like when i when i throw the ball i know he's gonna do whatever he can to go get it and that's what he did you're talking trust you got to be talking about will lewis man that's a guy that you probably played with for years at this point 
Yeah, I've been playing since Little League. I started playing with him when I was like eight or nine, playing with him ever since. And as I've said in multiple interviews before, he, he always know where he knows where I need to be, be there, catch whatever I throw at him. He crisp routes, everything. He, his knowledge of the game is tremendous. It's it's kind of it's hard to believe, but being a receiver, you wouldn't think he's as I don't want to say as knowledgeable, but like as smart as like I am since being quarterback, like I know everything. He knows everything. It's 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 kind of crazy. That is awesome. The the other guy. So if Lewis is bringing that the the kind of smarts, he knows everything. A quarterback who's also out there, a receiver. The intensity from y'all has to be coming from a guy like Brian Childs, man. I mean, that guy screams intensity to me. Yeah, yeah. He's he, he classic middle linebacker look, man. I mean, just a lot of a lot about him that just screams kind of old school football. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, ever, ever since he was young, all he wants to do is hit somebody. <laughs> uh, practices, he just wants to go. He goes as far as he can, like every play and. It's kind of crazy. He, I've, I know he, he's gone through a, like a knee hyperextension. He did, he like hyperextended his knee last year in Goochland. He played the, like the rest of the game like he was fine, hundred percent. It hit. His mentality is just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good way to describe him. Crazy. <laughs> when you look to you know like, like Damon talked about it, when you go seventeen to eighteen that's got to be an entire team effort. How much has this offensive line grown over the last 12 months? Because in the spring, maybe at times it didn't look exactly how you wanted it to. And and now it seems like it's really clicking. Well, we lost a couple of our um, linemen, lost our center and our left tackle. And I want to, I want to give a little shout out to our center, Andy Lee. He's a freshman and he's holding his own out there. He's, I, he used to go to used to goes to the place I work out at, um, and he he works so, he works so hard though, like it's, it's crazy. Um, I've been playing with them, the rest of the line for since low league as well, and their their practices are tough because we have individual offense, individual defense, and if I see them over there pushing the sled around like constantly, it, they work very hard. So I'm very, I'm very, I'm very thankful for them to be in front of me. <laughs> but when you look, obviously, Cortland, that's a that's a challenging matchup when you you know you look at that schedule to start with and to get that win. How much did that kind of do for you guys, confidence wise, uh, as you start moving forward through through what's going to be a challenging schedule all year? If you look at our scrimmage film, or if you watch the game, we did not perform good at all. Like we were terrible. And I'd say this is definitely a big um, and it just shows we can compete with anyone because I saw you guys had an article out that said they were like a one point favorite. And I remember thinking about that during the game and I was like, they had them as a one point favorite. I can't believe that. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I, I, thought, I thought it was cool. Um, but yeah, it definitely brings confidence to us and moving forward it, just shows what we can do. In, in fairness, that's a really good Cortland program. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a that's a huge win for you guys. How excited are you to now get a chance to go on the road and kind of build on this? Because Culpepper, obviously, not going to be an easy one. Always a tough place to play. Yeah. Um, well, 
we just take it one game at a time, and we're we're very confident this week. Next week as well, we I know we will be. Just the practices, our mentality, preparation for the game, all going to be there. Awesome. Cool. Paul, I got one more quick one for you. Just being the quarterback, how much you talked a little bit about this before, but just how much have you had to grow into and embrace all the other responsibilities that come with being the quarterback? So when I go to, when I go to college, hopefully it's for football. Um, I'm, I, I see myself as like a running back slot receiver player and um, sophomore year, I was our wing back. Uh-huh. So um, moving into the quarterback role, I know I can do it because I've done it since little league. Like I've been quarterback for probably like seven years, all throughout middle school, JV year, uh, and then these past two years. And my understanding of defenses definitely has, like it's taken the, the next step playing quarterback because I understand a lot more now. I understand how to read coverages, different blitzes. Studying film definitely helps. I've learned the importance of that. So, how much time do you put into your film study? We have a day Monday usually, specifically for it. But other than Monday, uh, I'd say around throughout the day I would watch film during school when I have free time. Uh, I usually do it to where Monday and Tuesday I would look at uh, last week's film and mm-hmm. like see what we did wrong, what we can improve on, and then Wednesday, Thursday I'd um, look at our upcoming opponent's film and just try to pick out like little formations that they do, uh, like what plays they run from them, sort of what a coach would do. <laughs> I feel like yeah, uh, yeah. So I definitely definitely have a lot of it. Can you feel that when you're out there on the field, can you feel that kind of clicking in your brain and things slowing down when you're out there actually playing on Friday night? Yeah, definitely. Cause in practice, we also, yeah, before, before any, um, like, um, how do I put this? Like full speed, like any contact, anything like that we always have like a little walkthrough period. Yep. And I just picture the film and then I'll see it on Friday nights as well. And I just know that that certain place coming or that pass is coming and it helps me to read it. And then next thing, you, and then next thing you know, you're going 17 for 18. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> awesome. Well, Paul, thank you so much. I know you probably got some film study you got to get to right now, right? <laughs> or maybe some homework. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But obviously we really appreciate you taking a couple minutes to join us here. Uh, and when we come back here on the scrimmage play podcast, we're going to, We're going to wrap things up with we've got some awards from week one. Paul's name may come up a time or two in that conversation as well. Plus, we will look ahead a little bit to the second week of the local high school football schedule when we come back. Welcome back to the Scrimmage Play podcast. First time we've done one. Well, first time I've ever done one of these. It's an honor to finally break that glass ceiling and be invited to be a part of this Scrimmage Play podcast. But yeah. It's a long time for everybody. It's been more than a year. So welcome back in here. We want to thank everybody. We want to thank uh, CNG Paving, of course. If you want your paving or asphalt job done right the first time, you want CNG to knock it out. With 30 years of experience under owner Jeff Gray, this family-owned local business has been taking care of roads, parking lots, and driveways across Central Virginia for decades. 
And with a five-star rating on Facebook, you know they're going to get it right. Give them a call at 540-456-6179 for a free estimate. And with that, we welcome back in Bart Isley, the authority, the <laughs> godfather of scrimmage play. Uh, and Bart, I guess it's time to talk about some uh, week one awards from uh, this season of high school football. Where do you want to start? How about offensive player of the week? Does that work? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, we always have a bunch of kids uh, in this, and this is a, a quarterback heavy week. The, those guys were just really explosive across the board. We got to start with Almar's Amaje Parker. That's his debut as the starter. Played a little bit this spring in spot duty, uh, but he's the guy now, and he delivered in the first half. 122 yards through the air and three touchdowns, all really different ones. He hit a strike down the sideline uh, to Grievous, uh, Noah Grievous, man, who's just awesome. Um, and he hit him. He hit a really – he kind of popped in a really tough throw, uh, rolling to his left. He's a lefty, so that's a little bit easier for him, but it's still a, a great throw to Jake uh, King, the former quarterback, flying across the back of the end zone, kind of wh- you know whistled it in there, got it in there. That was a really nice throw. And then just in stride, perfect seam throw to Tavion Wilson. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that Amaje Parker can can hurt you. He had 53 yards on the ground, too. Um, he, he's going to be a good one. And then you move out to Orange, the huge win that they had over Cortland. Uh, that's just a, a – I can't stress how big a victory that is for them. Um, and Paul Poirier is the reason it got done. Five total touchdowns, 239 yards and two TDs in the air, three touchdowns on the ground, 51 yards – uh, and, and, you know, we just got a chance to talk to him. You know what kind of guy he is. Uh, he's a leader, yeah. tough, rugged kid. Um, so really exciting to see him be successful. And then Landon Wilson out at Louisa, man. You know, we've said it a number of times now. If you thought Landon Wilson was just a passing quarterback, that time is over. Uh, four touchdowns, 138 yards on 15 carries on the ground alone. I mean, the guy didn't even have to put it in the air to get it done against uh, a, a Huguenot team that they, they just kind of hammered 30 to zero and they did it kind of methodically probably didn't put a lot on tape for other teams. I mean, there was just a lot of Landon Wilson powering up the middle. So really exciting to see what Landon's uh, doing out there and just a really good week for quarterbacks across the board. All right, let's go over to the other side of the football and back to that big album. win to open the season against Harrisonburg. I know you like what Jacob Terry was able to do for the Patriots in that one as well. It's hard not to like the entire secondary at Albemarle. Um, I mean, that is, a seasoned group that really knows how to play the game. They cover really well. Uh, Terry just sits on people. He, he's really locked down. He can also come up, though, if, if there's a swing pass or something. He's physical enough to make tackles. And then you got Malik Washington on the other side. But Terry was the one who, who really stepped up in a big way in this one. The pick uh, was just critical right at the end of the third quarter. It was the final play in that frame. And uh, it really helps you know, snuff out any real chance of a Harrisonburg comeback. Uh, Jacob Terry's a, a really good one. And, th- and that secondary overall might just be a little bit uh, underrated for Almar. I mean, they, they can really play, and, and it's just a bunch of guys flying around. They're tough. They cover. Uh, I just like what they're putting together over there. Uh, Louisa getting off to a 1-0 start, as, as we're accustomed to seeing. Uh, forcing some turnovers, forcing some fumbles. Yeah, Malik Huntington, man. It, it, you know, two fumble recoveries, uh, really good really good play from him. And, and I think that defensively overall – it's you know what Louise is bringing to the table. They're really physical, really tough, um, and they're going to get the job done. And then one more for defensive players of the week. It, Ian Pace out there at Goochland uh, had a really critical pick. They were only up seven in the fourth quarter. He came off as he's he's defending his guy down the sideline, 
and the ball gets kind of thrown in between two guys running streaks and pace broke off from his guy came and kind of hit what might have been an overthrown ball it was either an overthrown ball to his uh, to the other guy <laughs> or underthrown ball to his guy but whatever it was pace reacted so well and got right to it it was just a, a really tremendous pick uh that helped them solidify a big win over king william for gooch all right now the moment of truth the big moment here uh, i'm honored to be a part of this for the first time in the cng road grader of the week yeah man we'd love this award it, uh, you get a chance to climbing and this one you know that's going to be Every week, I think we're going to be able to possibly give this to a Louisa lineman. I mean, uh -huh. this is a loaded offensive line. But this week, it's got to go to Austin Libby. Because if you saw Landon Wilson's highlights, you also saw a dude for Huguenot just getting tossed every single time on those <laughs> that I saw. Um, Libby, Austin Libby is a fantastic right guard. And, you know, when you're as good as he is, but you play the same position on the opposite side as, as Eli Brooks, like, you know – that maybe you're not going to be the most heralded guy, but Austin Libby is tremendous. And he washed down blocks, two guys right away, opening up holes for Landon Wilson to get up the middle. Um, you know, Wilson had to carry some guys on, on one of his, but it wasn't Austin Libby's guy. <laughs> like Austin Libby's guy was out of the play <laughs> in the backfield somewhere trying to figure out, you know, what, what, what was going on. So Austin Libby remains a tremendous guard. He was really good this spring. He's good again. Uh, he's going to be really tough when, when he's pulling, or he's, you know, he's reached fly, he, whatever he needs to do, he's going to find a way to get the job done. Austin Libby, a, a easy pick for Road Raider of the Week this week. All right, those are our weekly awards. So as we kind of wrap up this uh, look back at week one and start looking ahead to the second week of high school football season here in Central Virginia, I think let's start with three teams who you think help themselves the most on this opening weekend of the season. Like I said a minute ago, Orange football's win over Yeah. Cleveland can't stress how big a win that is yep. I mean, that is a tremendous victory for them we saw so often in the spring that orange could put up points but couldn't close the close the game out i mean they just struggled to close the game out and you had to wonder were they still going to be able to put up points with doug newsom gone with donald brooks gone you know how were they going to get it done without those guys poirier has obviously made another leap where he is a just a dual threat nightmare he was already fast but the way that he's using that piece is just huge. And I think that you add that element where he can score three touchdowns on the ground, also throw it. They got some guys who are stepping up, the freshman at wide out, uh, Sheldon uh, Robinson. I mean, he, all these guys are playing really well. Will Lewis is a guy who maybe was underrated because we saw what all these other guys were doing. And, and Will Lewis is playing really good football right now too. So I think it's exciting to see, you know, what, what they've been able to do and to have it close it out at home like that, that's just a tremendous victory for Orange, and they've got to be excited about it. it another one that's really helped themselves out in a big way, Albemarle football. I mean, that's not a game that they win in the spring. It, it would be my take. And they, they don't win it in the spring because they don't have the cohesiveness. They don't have the experience that they have now. And I think that the defense for them, you know, we talked about the secondary already, but the front seven is darn good too. Um, it, I, you know, we talked about Noah Grievous on offense. Isaiah Grievous, his brother on defense, is a roving nightmare. I mean, he's all over the formation. He's a lot of fun to watch play. And their linebackers are great tacklers, really sound guys. So they weren't really happy with, with how they played in that second half. But that first half and getting a win against a team that was a playoff team in the spring, you can't – that's a, a huge start for Albemarle. Um, it gives them a lot, of, a, a lot of pop. 
And Goochland, man, Goochland is entering a different world. This is a really challenging schedule across the board for Goochland. They're back in the Jefferson District. There's no, there were some weeks off in the James River. No offense to some of the James River teams. There's some weeks <laughs> off for Goochland down there. Um, no weeks off for Goochland this year. And King went and they go out and they're like, all right, well, because the bottom line is probably when they're making the schedules, when, when the athletic director Joe Fowler and Alex uh, out there, Alex Bruth out there, head coach, when they're trying to make a schedule, I imagine not a lot of people want to return Goochland's phone calls. Like, that's just the bottom line. <laughs> they just don't want to do yeah. it. And so they got to go get a King William. And King William is good, man. They've got a great running back. They've got a good defense, obviously, because they were able to kind of put some things together. So Goochland getting started with a, with a tough win at home with so many new guys. C.J. Tolles is back, and there's no question how, you know, he is tremendous. But – They've got to find the other pieces around them. They started to find some of those guys. They're always finding those guys. And uh, I think Goochland, that's a great start for them. They have a tough collegiate team coming up um, next week, but a really good start for Goochland. And really quickly, before we wrap things up here, as we wrap things up here, just we've already talked a lot about Albemarle, a lot about Orange, and how big those wins were last week. Now, I think as we look at games to watch this week, I think those are two teams that you point to to see, all right, let's see if they can do it again. Yeah, big test for Almar Wim Fleming. Uh, you, you can't. I, I heard an expression floating around them uh, this week that you can't play with your food. When when it's over, you got to finish the <laughs> And and William Fleming is not going to let. If you play with your food against William Fleming, it's not it's not going to go well. William Fleming is a very talented football team, um, and and they're going to be a challenge. So I think that it'll be interesting to see if, if Almar can put four quarters together. That's a really big test for them at home. Great opportunity for them to pick up a huge win that will definitely play big dividends down the road when the playoff race starts to come into the picture. And then Orange County, it, it, you get that win over Cortland. Now can you make it two in a row? Can you go up to Culpeper and get a win? Uh, that's, a, that's a big game for them, uh, no question about it, because they've got a tough slate coming up. I mean, it, when you've got – if Almar's playing the way it's playing and Louise is playing the way it's playing, I mean, you're going to have – this is going to be a really tough year in the Jefferson. All right, that's going to wrap up this first edition of the Scrimmage Play podcast of this 2021 high school football season. I want to thank Bart for letting me uh, tag along here for this first week. It's like I said earlier, it's fun to just be a part of this. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank CNG Paving, of course, as we do every week. And uh, that's going to do it for this week. We'll see you a week from now. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>